Oh, hey guys, this is D. Williams again with this comic's life. And on this exciting and painful and medicated episode, I'm going to be talking about all my recent doings, which is mainly me getting a knee injury. But why? I think it's just because I'm getting old. But I'm also going to be bringing to you a good listener segment, and it's all due to you guys writing in emails. It's going to be great. I'm going to be reading listener emails as well as talking all about my latest injury. Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it'll be me talking to you for 30 minutes and trying to do my best with not getting (laughs) too loopy. (laughs) All right, guys, let's check this out. This is me, your host, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Person that's hosting this show on some interesting medication. Yeah, I am your only open mic comedian sharing his open mic sets week by week in this podcast. Also sharing with you every now and then an interesting interview with another comedian or it's going to be episodes like these, which is a first For all my episodes, I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, I have been injured and on the rest, but on the meantime, I haven't unfortunately been doing any open mics, and I know, I definitely want to do some, but I have not been able to either drive myself or just get the the nerve and the the strength to do so, and I know I'm a puss, and I know a lot of comedians are going to tell me, dude, you just don't love it, you just don't, you just obviously aren't into it, because, uh, you know, if you were really into it, you would have lopped off your leg and just gone on stage and went like oh why am i bleeding i don't know i'm just that committed to comedy because i don't need a leg to do jokes hey have you guys heard about the one-legged comic that went on stage and didn't even suture his leg oh well you have heard him now because he's right in front of you (laughs) oh man but yeah i i recently uh injured my knee on uh you know, during my day job at, uh, you know, the thing that actually pays me money. And, uh, unfortunately if I was getting paid to do this type of work and I 
when I say this type of work, I mean stand-up comedy, I wouldn't be injured. Because how would you get injured doing stand-up comedy? I mean, I guess if I was a big physical comedian or if I was doing the same things that I was doing in my day job just on stage, uh, I guess that would be kind of, I don't know if that would be funny or not. Hey, guys, I'm going to uninstall uh, IT hardware. Is that funny? Hmm? Hmm? Maybe if I showed my butt crack. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's... Unfortunately, I have not been on stage, uh, and so I don't have any new material. And instead of showing you old material that I've already done on this uh, show, you know, if you guys have listened to past episodes, uh, yeah, I don't want to show you stuff that just hasn't been ironed out that well. I mean, it's not that much better than when you heard it already, so why show it? And instead, I'm going to be reading you fabulous listener emails. Yep, you guys have been gracious enough to ask me uh, a few questions as well as writing in just you know comments and little uh you know pep talks and things like that and i've loved them all and um definitely if you guys want to write me anytime definitely hit me up at this comics life pod at gmail.com or you can write me at facebook or instagram at this comics life or you can go to me on twitter at the d stories yep i know it's a dumb name but that's what you do when you uh you know first get on twitter or first get an email or first do anything is that's why it's called a first draft because the first draft always sucks and the first draft of my email or twitter names or any of those things were always going to be lame and And that's the thing. You can't change it because you can't change your brand halfway in. That's not what you do when it comes to marketing. (laughs) But let's get into how I injured my knee. And to be honest, I really don't know. I don't really understand how my knee got injured. Uh, I have my suspicions on how, and obviously it's probably due to me working a little too hard at my day job and being on my knees longer than a 16-year-old at a prom. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yes, but in all honesty, yes, I don't know exactly the moment that I hurt my knee, but I did hurt it doing uh, some physical labor, and I've realized that my knees are about maybe 50 years old, while my mind is still about maybe 21. <laughs> so every time when I think I can do something, I go off and do it, but then my body later tells me, dude, you're fucking dumb. Why did you do that? And now... I am going to make your life miserable for the next two weeks. (laughs) But I will admit that the medication that the doctors did give me for some pain relief did make me feel a little different, and uh, different in a good way. (laughs) Yeah, man, let me tell you, this medication has definitely made me dream some interesting dreams. I mean, I've had some, you know, lucid dreams before, and I've had some uh, interesting dreams that I've remembered throughout the years and whatever. But man, this stuff has made me more creative in my in my dreaming life than I've been creative in, in at all. I mean, it's been nuts. I mean, let me tell you this one dream that I had a few days ago. It was so surreal. Like, at first, okay, let's see. Let, the setting was prison, and I don't know why I was in prison. I don't know, like, I didn't get the backstory. I didn't get the whole, like, you know, a Law & Order episode beforehand telling me what I did, you know, having Jerry Walbach and Ice-T, you know, hunting me down and all that. Yo, 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 I'm Ice-T with that sexy Bitch, Richard Belzer. Oh, he retired? Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna go make a hit record about how I hate cops, and then I'm gonna go be one. Yeah, I'm fucking hardcore. 
Now I'm gonna go have sex with my sexy bitch wife who has a fat ass. <laughs> and then, like, Chris Maldonado's telling me, like, Hey, you're going to jail for 30 years for doing X, Y, and Z. And I was like, who the hell is X, Y, and Z? <laughs> and why am I doing them? And what do you mean by doing them? Is it, like, something CD? Obviously it is. It's Law & Order, SVU. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's not SVU. I hope it's not, because that involves a kid. And I don't want to be a, a criminal that involves kids, you know, because that's probably meaning that I touched him or did something dumb with him, you know, like playing Parcheesi. That's pretty dumb, but I don't think you're going to get arrested for that. <laughs> Maybe in Kansas. But anyway, I was in prison, and here's where it gets stupid or crazy or interesting or however, whatever adjective you want to use in your Mad Libs, this comic's life uh, game. <laughs> but my grandma was there in the prison as well and first off the bat i'm thinking to myself whoa this is a progressive prison we're having old ladies as well as white males in here this is a a co-gender prison and i'm thinking to myself wow like we have come a long way when we're putting criminals together we're putting old women and young men in the same prison cell together like that's pretty progressive in my mind so uh yeah kudos to the warden and to the uh you know district selectmen and all the uh you know governors who uh got this uh you know legislation passed that has like you know the the prison system being commingled and having it you know be really progressive so on that note, it's weird off the bat because, first of all, my grandma's dead. And second of all, I knew she was dead in the dream, but then I'm thinking to myself, well, she can't be dead if she's in prison right here with me. <laughs> and so I go along with it like, like most people do in dreams because you can never really go like, ah, time out, time out. Uh, nope, I don't buy this. I'm not buying it at all. As soon as you say time out, you usually wake up. But... I'd like to say time out and then just change it to, you know, maybe Cindy Crawford or something because, you know, who wouldn't want like their grandma to be Cindy Crawford. <laughs> but anyway, so my grandma's sitting there and it's like, obviously like my first day in prison because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing in the background, like fresh meat and all this, like, you know, fresh fish, fresh fish, fresh and all this stuff that you would hear in a prison. What's also odd is that I'm in a two-person cell, but the bunk beds are like 20 feet off the ground. Like, these are some vaulted ceiling prison cells. Like, it's pretty nice, actually. I mean, I would definitely think that, you know, if you're going to rent one of these rooms to, like, a hipster or something, you could probably get, like, at least two grand a month. It depends. Maybe in the, like, Soho area, or maybe if you were in, like, the NoHo, it'd probably be a little bit more. But I'm talking... If the, if you saw these vaulted ceilings and the recessed lighting and uh, you know the nice bed sheets that it were in this dream, it, you you'd probably pay a pretty penny. But here's the thing: the bunk beds in between the two bunks were so high; it was like forty or fifty feet between the two of them. So it was like, man, I hope my grandma's got the top bunk because I am definitely not gra- climbing up fifty feet every night just to get into bed. But I mean, I guess I could let my grandma have the bottom bunk. I mean, she is my grandma. She did, like, raise me half the time as well as, you know, birth my mom as well as having, you know, my mom birth me. So, I mean, I guess it's a little bit like paying it forward. But here's the thing. I don't know why my grandma was was in prison either. Why is my grandma in prison? And how did I get hooked up to be her sailmate? That is the weird thing about this dream. So, 
Anyway, I keep on going and I keep, and then of course, right off the bat, she's my grandma, so she's giving me tips instantly. And here's the first tip she gave me. She hands me this athletic supporter cup. Yeah. And, and you would think to yourself, like, okay, how is that a tip? <laughs> well, if you saw this protective cup, I mean, you would definitely see the tip. Anyway, <laughs> but no, here's the tip that she gave me. So she said, here, wear this. If, and if you wear this, people will not rape you. And I'm like thinking to myself, oh, well, you know, that's kind of thinking outside the box. Like, I never thought about like, you know, if you wanted to not get raped, why not wear some protection or actually wear like, you know, a cup around your junk so people couldn't just grab it or make it their play toy and all that. But I'm thinking, okay, thanks, grandma. First of all, I'm already glad that you're my cellmate and I'm already glad that you're helping me out and being my friend. <laughs> but here's another weird thing is, so I start to put it in my pants and then she goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say put it there, bro. I said, wear this. And then she directs me to put it near my asshole. <laughs> which is even more ingenious because why not protect your butthole that's the body part that's gonna be you know violated and accosted in prison it's not your own dick like nobody cares about your penis they care about their penis and they care about where their penis is going and that is the genius part so my grandma told me wear this protective cup in front of your butthole because it's twofold I'm first thinking, okay, it's a protection from the hole itself, as well as if you show them that you have a bulge in your butt, they're going to assume that you have massive hemorrhoids. So here's another foolproof protection idea, is no one's going to want to rape you if they know that they're going to get hemorrhoids on their dick. <laughs> Or that they're not going to even be able to get to your butthole because there's so many hemorrhoids around it. And to be honest, I have no idea where my grandma came with this knowledge. But this is knowledge that you can take to the bank, guys. Or take to prison. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to get raped. Either at a bank or a prison. But take that to either or. Because I'm telling you, this is knowledge you need to have. And women, too. Women, you can bring a protective cup. Actually, wear two. Just wear a protective cup on each side. The puss and the butt. And then you will be able to not have anybody touch the naughty bits. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I don't know where this came from in my head. I don't know why my dreams are telling me that I need to be protected in prison and it's going to be by my grandma, but I don't know. Like I looked it up in a dream book and the dream books don't have anything on the subject of grandma's prison or protective cups for your butthole. They don't have any of those on your dream books. Yeah, look it up, and uh, uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Now, I believe that in my own self, I should probably write a, a, a letter to the editors of, of the dream books and say, hey, get on this subject because I'm dreaming a lot about these things, and they need to be interpreted, so get on it. <laughs> oh, man, but it is nuts how, like, there's so many dreams, and, and not only that, but they're so lucid and so, like, vivid, like... I usually don't remember a lot of, like, my details of the dreams. I usually just remember, like, oh, yeah, that dream sucked, or, oh, that dream was weird. But that's it. I don't remember actually why it was weird or why it had, like, significance, but it was just, wow. And I have to admit, it's probably because of the medication. And, uh, yeah, if you guys 
guys want to get some uh, interesting dreams on your own behalf, uh, go out and injure your knee and then get a doctor to tell you uh, that you need some, uh, <laughs> like, beyond super strength Tylenol. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I don't know what the name of it is, but uh, a lot of people are calling it, uh, you know, the the uh, Hulk Hogan of Tylenol. <laughs> Listen up, Mean Jane. I'm going to tell you something that I've never told anybody before. This Saturday night at Madison Square Garden, I'm going to make people dream about their grandmas in prison, giving them butt plugs. Yeah. And then I'm also going to put the Ultimate Warrior in a DDT. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into some listener emails or tweets or whatever these correspondence things are. All right. The first one comes from at lady pants 62 from Rebecca. She says, or she's asking, do you watch a TV show that's out of your demo? And if so, which one? Uh, first of all, I, I probably watch a lot more TV that's out of my demo that, that than it's in my demo. (laughs) And let's be honest. uh, Most TV is not made for one. 30 something year old straight men Uh, yeah it's not uh even though that's probably the biggest demographic that's actually watching tv who knows maybe it isn't i don't know it's probably not the biggest demographic that's watching it between you know uh working hours am i right guys (laughs) but uh no i uh, i watch a lot of uh things that are outside my demo um mainly um to be honest uh i actually watch um a lot of project runway and uh things like that like uh and i mainly watch it because obviously i have a girlfriend and she likes to watch these things so i uh you know vicariously watch it through her but then the the worst part is is that my girlfriend hates me watching it with her because i'm like a comedian always trying to make a joke out of something or always trying to look at it you know the the funny point of view and she's like stop ruining this for me stop watching this with me stop talking stop doing all the things that you want to do instinctually and just just watch it (laughs) but that's the problem is that i've been like too indoctrinated with like mst 3k and all these other things that are like commentary shows and of course me being my own self i can't not say something when it's so absurd or when something is just so like what the hell is going on here (laughs) i see a problem and here's the thing guys i've noticed that if we had more straight 30 something year old white men in project runway those guys would be killing it because let's be honest the only reason why a lot of those guys aren't doing the fashion a lot of the guys that are in my demographic aren't on project runway because they're too busy going to the moon you know creating atomic bombs and creating you know the next cure for syphilis or whatever and they have no time to be like you know creating a nice you know pantsuit or nice you know culottes that are made of you know a shower curtain or something you know they don't have time for that ain't nobody got time for that and a lot of times the other demos like you know the gays and uh women and whoever that you want to talk that is into those shows they're not interested in the other stuff that straight men are interested in and why aren't we into that why aren't we telling like hey 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 gay black guy that's you know not really uh into a a space what's the deal why aren't you going to nasa hmm why aren't you trying to like become like you know the next person that's creating the microwave or something better than a microwave how about you create a microwave that can actually have metal in it hmm hmm instead of creating like the next uh you know 
romper that's going to be so dumb anyway. The romper's already invented, bro. We don't need another, like, romper or another set of, uh, chicos. Ain't nobody got time for that. Because those are already out there. But what's not out there is a microwave that can handle metal. Hmm? Get on that, gays. Or women. Or whoever else watches Project Runway. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, let's get into another email. All right, the next tweet comes from Cruel Ella Baby. I assume her name is Ella, and uh, she tweeted me, uh, you talk a lot about rebooting movies. What movie would you want to reboot? And uh, here's the thing. I always want to reboot crappy movies first. I never want to reboot movies that were already good to begin with, at least in my eyes. Like, I just realized that, or I just found out that they're going to reboot Starship Troopers, and that to me is like, what? It's already perfect. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. You don't do your job, I'll shoot you. You get me. We get you, sir! (laughs) Wait, wasn't that more like uh, three rules or maybe even two? (laughs) But that's why it makes it so perfect. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh. Also, on an interesting side note, that there's the director for Starship Troopers is also the director of Showgirls. Paul Vanderhoven, yep, look it up. He's got some range there. He's directing Showgirls and Starship Troopers and a whole lot of other cool shit. <laughs> But getting back to the reboot, man, why would you want to reboot something that was already awesome to begin with? I mean, you had NPH and Casper Van Deen and Michael Ironsides. Oh, duh. And Denise Richards. Man, she was hot. And of course, that other chick that was in it that got her top off and everything. I mean, she was pretty hot, too. I think she was in a... Oh, yeah. She was in 90210. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I love that about, that the one... And I guarantee you the reboot's not going to do is that they're not going to have the co-gender shower scene. And that was one of the best, like, progressions, I would think, that's actually true to life. You know, if in the future, I have a feeling that we're going to have co-gender showers. And why not? Because if we're going to be, like, killing aliens and killing, you know, bugs, why not have them have, like, a good thrill in the shower beforehand? Sounds good to me. But I guarantee you, the reboot's going to be some PG-13 piece of shit, and it's going to be not even starring any of the cool guys from before. Maybe there's going to be a cameo or something. (laughs) Oh, big whoop. We got NPH to do one day and he's gonna show up to just go your basic arachnid warrior isn't too smart but you can blow off a limb it's still 86% combat effective here's a tip aim for the nerve stem and put it down for good would you like to know more and you're like, oh, man, that's not enough for him. But then people are going to cheer and laugh because this was the one thing that he said from the other movie. And I don't know. But, you know, I, I talk a lot of shit about it, but I'll probably still see it anyway. <laughs> because that's the thing with me i'm a movie buff i like to see it because it's a piece of shit and i love to see it because it's not a piece of shit i mean i'm going in with the same types of like admiration for it either way like it's almost like i want it to be a piece of shit so i can make fun of it but i also want it to be great so i can go wow what a great movie (laughs) and now let's make fun of it (laughs) 
But you know what movie I would want to see, and a lot of people think that it's shitty, and a lot of people, I would assume, here, I'm almost, I'm breaking my own rule saying that, you know, why recreate a movie that's already perfect, but to be honest, I would love to see a remake of the movie Rad, and I don't know why people haven't done it already, and you know, maybe the BMX industry would have a huge resurgence, like we would actually see like a big flux in like BMX bike racing if we had a remake of the greatest BMX racing movie ever called Rad. And if you guys haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and go rent it or find it on the internet or whatever. It stars Lori Loughlin, the, you know, Aunt Becky from Full House, and a bunch of other guys like the main character played by Bill Allen, who didn't really do a lot of stuff after this, but he was so awesome in this uh, movie. His character's name was Get this, Crew Jones. His name is Crew. Hey, good looking. BMX is his world. Rad is his way of life. And who else has named Crew ever in their lives? Maybe a couple of guys from the 80s were named Crew, but I don't know why, but this guy's name was Crew. That was so badass. And not only that, but the like evil bike riding villain that was part of the production team, you know, that was sponsored by all the like, you know, BMX uh, production companies. Because of course, like, you know, the the main character, the hero, he's not sponsored. He's just a poor guy that just has raw talent, that just needs a shot. You know, that just needs to win the big race at the end. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held, Hellfront. This is a very important race. So of course, he's racing up against like production guys that have all the good gear and have all the cool bikes, and then he of course doesn't. And what is the bad guy's name? Bart. <laughs> he's nothing next to Bart Taylor. Fucking Bart. <laughs> And then, of course, he has two lackeys that are identical twins that look like robots, but they're not robots, but they have, like, also girlfriends that are twins. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Man, I was so disenchanted when I heard that, like, you know, most of the time when you're a twin, you're not going to be attracted to another set of twins. Like, that's never going to happen. Like, even though me and my sister are twins and we're fraternal twins like we've never met like another set of twins and then instantly been like well you're twins i'm twins we guess i guess we got to get together <laughs> you know it wasn't like that and i wish it was it would i mean i i remember meeting uh one set of twins that were fraternal twins in high school and of course like i was instantly like well we must date because we're twins <laughs> and then of course like the girl was like uh no but then of course like the guy was like yeah i'm into your sister sure i'll date her <laughs> and then they you know maybe dated i don't know <laughs> but i didn't get to date that other twin that's not what happened but anyway let's get back to rad rad was so cool i mean of course not only did it have like you know a couple of other could uh you know 80s actors it also had like talia shire she was like the mom and then of course uh jack weston that guy was in every 80s movie i mean dirty dancing and a bunch of other crap and then of course like uh what's his name the guy that was mr hand in fast times at ridgemont high uh uh ray walston that's right hello my name is mr hand i have but one question for you 
Can you attend my class? It is for your own good, and if you can't make it, I can make you. That guy was hilarious in this movie. <laughs> I mean, come on. And it was also directed by Hal Needham. I mean, you can't go wrong with the guy that directed Smoking the Bandit. He goes from cars to BMX bikes. Come on. This is going to be great. And of course, it was great. But I would admit, I would be the first one in line if I saw a new, rebooted rad movie. <laughs> Bring back uh, Bill Allen. He could be the dad. You know, have it be a single dad instead of a, a single mom and have him play the dad that's, like, the super protective, like, no, you can't go off and be a BMX biker. You have to go, like, run the grocery store and, you know, have a normal life. And then you got a newcomer like Zac Efron or somebody else that's like, fuck you, dad. But he doesn't say fuck you. He says, go piss up a flagpole, dad. I'm going to go be a BMX biker. <laughs> And then you have like this cool scene. You got to keep, of course, the quintessential scene to this movie was Lori Loughlin and Bill Allen crew. They totally have a prom bike dancing scene and it's amazing. And of course, it's done by the best song ever in the 80s, Send Me an Angel by Real Life. Yeah, this is real life. Damn straight. This song rocks. Now, just let it soak in a little bit. Just permeate your pores and your insides and your nether regions. And then, then when you're good and ready, just start picturing. Just picture some hot-looking 30-year-olds that look like 18-year-olds on BMX bikes. Also, with stunt doubles doing all the cool tricks, but them doing all the face shots. Yeah, just picture that, and then just picture them doing just a certain, you know, just a crowd forms around them. And they're just so awesome. And there's like slow motion, and fog machines, and then of course like Bart, and all the guys that are running the factory production companies, they're all looking at them going, Who's that kid? I don't know. What factories are you in? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It's your job to know. Find out. They're not really looking at the girl. Not really Lori Lachlan. They're not really looking at her. But they're looking at the dude and they're going, Hey, who's that guy? He's gonna race Hell Track. Oh man, let's get out of here and maybe go like to the sock hop over across the street or maybe Dairy Queen. Man, this city doesn't even have a Dairy Queen. What the fuck? I mean, what the hell, man? I know, Bart. I know, Bart. It's, it's tough. But then, after this greatness, I know it ends, but after this greatness, the best scene ever, I know. Can it get better than that? Yes, it can. And it gets better with a little love montage with, like, you know, Lori Loughlin and Bill Allen, and they're sliding down some, like, you know, crazy uh, sewer drain or something. But then, of course, we have the finale, Hell Track. Oh, and boy, is this a finale. I mean, Hal Needham, he knows how to shoot a fucking action scene. And this is a cool action scene, especially if, I mean, well, it's cool as uh, BMX bicycle racing can be <laughs> in the 80s. But of course, 
This is the quintessential moment, and, uh, and duh, don't want a spoiler alert, but I'm spoiling, uh, he wins. <laughs> what? Bart didn't win? What? The bad guy didn't win? Aw, oh, man, I always root for the bad guy, especially because he's always blonde. <laughs> and uh, when I was in the 80s, uh, I used to be a blonde-headed kid, too. Oh, and if you need any more reasons to watch this movie, the soundtrack alone is amazing. I mean, can you get more 80s than this? Probably, but not close. I mean, it's a it's a pretty jam-packed 80s uh, smorgasbord songs. It's mostly done by John Farnham. You know, of course, the uh, great 80s singer-songwriter John Farnham. <laughs> Duh! You know, with such hits as Thunder in Your Heart, and of course, you know, the first song that was going on at Break the Ice. Duh! Those are two great 80s songs. Well, uh, I mean, you know, he pretty much uh, stopped working after this movie, but <laughs> still sweet movie so uh yeah anyway but uh this movie is great and uh i'm sorry to say uh i I take back what i want to do uh don't remake this movie this movie is perfect as it is this is my original uh feelings uh yeah i am going back to what i originally thought don't remake this movie this movie is gold and you need to watch this guys if you haven't seen it uh but i pretty much uh, gave you the whole synopsis of the movie <laughs> but i mean I, I i mean still watch it it's rad but common full circle uh i uh recently watched a really cool movie that uh has uh not only michael ironside in it and it has thunder in your heart by john farnham again and it's awesome and it's called turbo kid and it's a it's a really cool movie i just saw it recently on netflix and it's a a a retro kind of a homage to a lot of old you know 80s style movies like this but it's like you know a post-apocalyptic very gory type of really cool movie and it is you know set in the future 1997 so you can already imagine uh this is a movie that was supposed to be made in the 80s but obviously it wasn't and it was uh present day but they take that and wrap it around and it's it's really cool definitely check it out it's like a six degrees of this comic's life like starship troopers was starring michael ironsides and michael ironsides was in uh turbo kid and thunder in your heart was also in turbo kid and that was in the movie rad so they're all connected they're all connected in this episode (laughs) but uh yeah i guess i got a little bit more time to just do one more viewer email or tweet and uh let's get into it right real quick before we end it out this one comes from pencil push push what a weird name anyway but uh he's or she i don't know who it is but they're asking can you do any more impressions besides marvin the martian or tony danza (laughs) what you don't like the hmm i think he's had enough of this voice what what are you talking about i don't know what he's talking he's he's man this guy's nuts this guy's totally not really cool with my demo are you not listening to me man bro you need to hit me up tell me why you don't like this voice because i think it's pretty good Hmm, i think that's a very nice voice why don't you like that Hmm, i think he might just be jealous that he doesn't do these types of voices on the regular like myself Hmm. yeah i think he's really jealous yeah that's it I think he's really jealous. Who else wouldn't want to do a Tony Danza impression? That's right. Everybody. 
<laughs> but uh, actually, seriously, I have been trying to do a little bit more uh, voices here and there. I think I kind of have like a Werner Herzog in the mix. Uh, yeah, and if you guys don't know who Werner Herzog is, uh, he's a you know big filmmaker and a personality, I guess. Uh, you know, German descent. You know, real man's man. <laughs> he kind of talks like this. And he's just recently made a documentary on volcanoes. <laughs> he doesn't like many different things, but the one thing he loves is volcanoes and nature and exposing them to the likes of us. And I don't know if that is a spot on Werner Herzog, but uh, I'm going to try. It's, you know, it's kind of a, a work in progress. And then, of course, I always have, uh, you know, the Jesse Ventura on deck kind of. I don't know what you're saying, but it is sounding like you're a part of the Illuminati. Boom. That's a great DDT gorilla. <laughs> but my problem is, too, is that I'm doing a lot of impressions that people already do. You know, I got to try to find those impressions that nobody else does. You know, a lot of other people out there, already, I'm sure there's hundreds that do Werner Herzog and Jesse Ventura and probably even Marvin the Martian and uh, Tony Danza. But I mean... I got to try to find like those, you know, Salman Rushdie impressions or like, you know, Noam Chomsky. I'm sure there's not a lot of people that are doing Noam Chomsky <laughs> or, you know, like uh, uh, Deepak Chopra. <laughs> I'm sure you probably, who knows, maybe people don't even know who those people are versus uh, what are they sound like. <laughs> I don't even know what they sound like. I mean, I do, but they're not very impressionable or funny. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Noam Chomsky's stand-up? I mean, he's pretty good, though. <laughs> oh, man, on that note, I guess we should end it up. Uh, but, but first, uh, let's get into some uh, quit little music, and then I'll wrap it up. Alright guys, thank you once again for tuning in to This Comics Life with me, your host, D. Williams, ever faithful, drugged up, D. Williams, yep. <laughs> but definitely tune in next week, hopefully I'll have a few more open mics to share with you, I probably won't be on the injured list uh, for too much longer, uh, but definitely tune in next week for a whole lot more, I might even have the special guest that I was supposed to have before I got injured, Joshua Waldrop. Yep, the ever-famous comedian Joshua Waldrop, the founder of the Red Gorilla Production Company and extraordinaire. He's a great guy, and I hope to have him in soon. So, guys, that's a tease. Uh, I will be having him in soon, soon. And, of course, I'll be sharing a lot more open mics with you as well. But if you guys want to check out past episodes, you can go to thiscomicslive.libsyn.com or just go to Facebook or Instagram at thiscomicslive and you can get links there. Or you can also, if you want to be in this episode or in a future episode, I should say, write me an email or write me a tweet at the D Stories or thiscomicslivepod at gmail.com and I can answer you guys' emails hopefully in the next show or a future show. All right, guys. So definitely take it easy and thanks again for everything that you guys do. I wouldn't be able to do at least this episode without you. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. <laughs>